Here we go. Today's daf is daf ayin ches, page seventy-eight, and we are already on daf ayin ches. We're up to tenach, which begins. The uh, I'm trying to see how many lines down over here. Two lines before it gets wider. Ayin ches amad aleph. Tenach hamikipurim delakamino. Okay. Now. Um, these words, Tenach um, Yom the Mefarshim have a discussion about what exactly these words are doing here. Rashi takes these words out. Tenach Yom hence, this is the reason why we find them in parentheses. So now let's start the Gemara. Shabbos Dikamino, on Shabbos, when a person wears shoes, my, what is the halacha? Okay. Now, what is going on with this question? So we need to remind ourselves the discussion that we were having previously. Previously, we had a conversation about whether a person is permitted to go through a stream up until their neck on Yom Kippur. Included in that conversation, we mentioned that there are certain things that you, certain times where you can't walk through a stream because you may come to remove some articles of clothing in order to protect them, and that'll end up carrying on Shabbos. So the Gemara, based off of that conversation, is now saying that on Shabbos, when people wear shoes, my, are you allowed to go through a stream wearing shoes, or is there a concern that you may come to remove the shoes and carry them in a Rishos HaRabim? The chasen, the son-in-law of the Bein says, They came to an Orkama, they came to a river, and they wore their shoes through the river. So you see that there's no concern. There's a good, if you take off your shoes and carry them, you might have a concern. But to keep your shoes on, it's permitted to walk through. Says the Gemara, Okay, so you just prove from a Maisa Shahaya, from an incident, from Ravabi and Ravasi, that they walk through the street, must be, it's okay. Sandal Michael Amer. Michael Amer. But what are you going to say about sandals? All right? Now, sandals were, Rashi explains, always a bit looser than standard shoes. And therefore, maybe shoes that are snug, you could leave on. There's no concern you're going to take them off. But sandals that are loose, uh, and uh, they may not stay tight to the person's foot, maybe we have a concern about them removing their sandals, they should not be allowed to go through a stream on Shabbos. So, and for the Gemara, Amar Abrihumi, Rabbi says, I saw Ravina who was crossing the river, Derech Malbush. So, Rabbi Chumi says, listen, I saw Ravina who was wearing sandals walk through the river, Ravashi Amar Sandal that even so, it's Lechatchila, uh, ideally, a person should not walk through a stream with sandals. Period. Hence, they, because, because it may come to fall off as they're walking through, and you might come to carry it on Shabbos. Zakti Gemara, Reish Kalusa, Ikla, Lahagrunya, Lebeir of Nasan, Reish Kalusa came to Hagrunya, which is the name of a city. In the city of Hagrunya was the house of Reb Nasan, Raphram, Bakul Rabbon, Asul, Perka, Raphram, and all of the Rabbonon came. To hear the shir, Ravina layos. Ravina didn't come. The mocher the next day, boy, Rafim lafuke. Ravina midaiti the reish kalusa. 
uh, Raphram wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that Eshkusa had no hard feelings about Ravina. So he wanted to make sure that somebody, that the Bishalom kept over here, you know, and Ravina didn't show up to the shir. Doesn't want the Eshkusa to get insulted. So Amarlai, so Raphram says, Ravina, my time, Liyasa, Why didn't you come to the, uh, why didn't you come to the shir, come to the, the shmuz, you know? And I would, I'll, if you have a legitimate reason, I'll pass on to the Reish Kalusa that, you know, for whatever reason you weren't there. He says, I was having, uh, I had aches. Where? Karoi, on my feet. He, so he says, So if you have aches on your feet, so wear comfortable shoes and come. That's no uh, legitimate excuse not to come here, Tyra, from the Reish Kalusa. So other uh, the the kare have he says that no it, uh, shoes would not have helped because it was the top of my foot that was hurting it was the gaba it was on top he boiled on the mirma sandala okay so we're sandals sandals there's only on bottom there's no there's no uh, firm piece on top that would have hurt your foot you still should have come to the shear wearing sandals Ravina says there was a river on the way, and I wouldn't be allowed to, uh, well, let's see. He says, there's a river on the way, and therefore I couldn't wear sandals. So you see, uh, he says, uh, You could have worn sandals while you crossed the river. Ideally, you shouldn't do such a thing. Ideally, you shouldn't cross wearing sandals. And therefore, I have a good excuse why I didn't come to the share of the Reish Kalusa. Okay, period, end of that discussion. Gavaldik. Here we go. Tani Yehuda Bar Grugroy, Sir Yehuda Bar Grugroy says, Also, Leishiva Gabi, Tina Biyam You're not allowed to sit on top of Tina. Tina is like a hard mound of earth. Okay. Now, Rashi says, why can't you sit on a, a, a hard mound of earth, uh, a hard mound of earth? Because if it ever gets wet, so it gets like a little soft and a little too, it kind of serves as a cushion. And we don't want a person to have uh, too comfortable of a, uh, of a chair. We're dealing with wet Tina. That it, what's considered wet, it's considered wet enough that when it touches something, that thing can also make the next thing wet. All right, that, that would be considered too comfortable uh, for Yom Kippur. And the person should do Enoi, the person should afflict themselves, not sit on, com- you know, particularly comfortable areas. Omar of Yehuda Motel is signing the Paris. He says it's allowed for a person to put fruit against his body so that the liquid kind of cools him off. Rabbi Yudah Mitztani Bekara, Rabbi Yudah would be Mitztani, would, would cool Bekara with squash. Rabbi Mitztani Bianuka, Rabbi would cool himself off Bianuka with a baby. Sometimes you can have baby skin is very soft and it allowed him to be more comfortable. Rabbi Mitztani Bechosa Dechaspa, he would use a silver cup. Amr Abba, Amr Papa. Papa says, to cool yourself off with a full cup is going to be usr. Why not? Zakrashi, beautiful. Because you're not allowed to wash yourself. 
and when you have a full cup and you're trying to hold it against your body or against your face to cool yourself off, you may come to spill that liquid on yourself, and hence, it's like a geder, it's a boundary. Don't use a full cup. Why? It's a geder that we make against possibly coming to uh, clean one's body. Chaser, shari. But if it's not full, then it's okay. Dipachra, um, when it comes to pachra, uh, when it comes to uh, pottery, edvedi aser. Then whether there's drinks in it or not, it's going to be aser. Why? Mishum de mishchal shachil, because in pottery, um, the whatever water is in there, liquid is in there, seeps through the the inside of the cup all the way to the outside. Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi says kosed de kaspa chaser nami aser. That by, by a kosa de kaspa chaser, even when you have a silver cup that's not full, it's always going to be usher. Why? Again, I'll get a, a, get there, a boundary. Bishom demiz dorev. Because you still, even if it's not full, you may come to spill it. Zirabachama, Ushba Zachina, under Ravami Ravasi, Ravi Shubalevi, Kulrabon, and the Kisri have it. Zirabachama had Ravasi, Ravasi, Shubalevi, and all the Cham of Kisaria staying by him. All right. Now it doesn't mean they did this all at once. It doesn't mean that he was throwing a major party, but it means that he would always he would he always had guests and choshev guests. son of a lion. Teach us something that your father passed on to you that you that you watched your father do. She says. He always made sure to have a towel on Erev Yom Kippur. And he would soak it in water. And then he would wring it out. Excuse me. He would use this slightly damp cloth to wash his hands, his face, and his feet. Erev he would soak it in water, and on Tishabav, without wringing it out, it seems, he would put it over his eyes. Arab Tishabav, Shura Isabamayim, Lamachram Aviragabinov, okay, that's what we just read. Bechenki Osir Rabbi Barmari Yamar, when Rabbi Mari came, he said, Arab Tishabav, Evian Lai Matpachas, and Arab Tishabav, they would bring him a Matpachas, a towel, Vishar Isabamayim, they would soak it in water, Manicha Achas, Mirashaisov, and he would put it underneath his head. And the next day, he would be he would wipe off his hands, face, and feet. And also on Yom Kippur night, right? Not after Yom Kippur, before the night of Yom Kippur, they would bring him a matpachas a towel, soak it in water, and he would wring it out, dry it out. You taught us that it was the opposite. Okay? That, uh, in other words, Rashi explains over here that um, he didn't wring it out when it came to Yom Kippur and let it go by Tishabav was the opposite. He wrung it out by Tishabav and let it sit there by Yom Kippur. And we told you at the time that it's not possible that he would come, that we're dealing with him wringing it out for Yom Kippur because you're going to come to Shechita, you're going to come to uh, um, 
schita is uh, wringing things out, is a problem of, do, of uh, doing laundry, and therefore it's not possible that he would soak it on Yom Kippur as well and afterwards either wring it out put it under his head because you're going to come to an Avera. Okay, fine. Period. End of that discussion. We're now up to Omar Rav Menashe. Zog to Gemara Vaitar Rav Menashe by the Khalifa Omar Rav Omar Rav Omar Rav if you have a zaken who's sitting in yeshiva, does he need permission to allow a bechayr animal to be eaten? or not? Okay, we know that an animal that's first born by certain species has kedushas bechayr. Okay, now if that Bechar, you can't do anything. Now, what if that Bechar develops a mum? Then the halacha is, you transfer the Kedusha onto something else. Okay? And what happens to the original Bechar now? You shacht it. And uh, you, you shacht it and, and uh, it could be eaten. Okay? Now, nowadays where we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, so the only option to do is let it get a blemish, and then you transfer the Kedusha off of it. Now, Rashi explains over here that usually you needed like a big-time leader to be the one who determines the transferring of the Kedusha from one animal onto something else. Okay? Over here, let's, get, let's read back inside. Um... If a person does he need permission from anybody else or not? All right? Is it enough that he's on the Sanhedrin? So the says, What's the question? Let's explain the question. When it comes to Hilchas Bechayr, we should leave it to the Benesia. Let them determine it. Sarich lito rishos, and you need to ask rishos. or maybe keep it the zok of yeshbishiva. Once you're a member of the Sanhedrin and you're the one sitting there, huh? maybe you no longer need to ask for uh, for permission. Again, the only the only reason we're asking for permission is out of covet, out of respect for that position. But if somebody's already in a position that demands respect, like being a member of the Sanhedrin, maybe that's enough. To allow him to give this psak, transferring the kedushas bechor. Okay. Says the Gemara. To answer, Omer of Yitz Rutzadik Ben Chaluka Araglav Omer. So Chaluka got up on his feet and he says, and he reiisi Yisir Beisi Ben Zimra. I saw Beisi Ben Zimra Shazaki and Yishev Yeshiva. He was a member of the Sanhedrin. Omer b'Malim is Kenes Shalzeh and not Al Rishos Lahatir Bechayrois. By the way, this is the very grandfather of our Nasi. And you see, it's fine. You see that I'm um, not all rishos, and he he got permission. He needed to ask permission. No matter how chashuv, yeah, he needs to ask permission, even though he's a member of the Sanhedrin. Amalei Ravaba. Ravaba said back to him, said to Reb Tzadik ben Chaluka, Now you got the story wrong. Here's what happened. And 
and he asked the shaila halachik of Meir the Omar a choshev adavar leidonu vleimid a person who is choshev about something should is is not allowed to be an aide or a judge in that manner. Okay, meaning uh, somebody who would have nagias have some sort of bias. Um, the uh, you know so, uh, for example a kain over here might want the animal to ret- to retain its kedushas bachar because then he'll get the animal. That you're only concerned about somebody else's animal. You're only yeah, you're only concerned about not being honest by somebody else, uh, as a by his. The, he's only not believed by his own, and is believed by somebody else who poshle halacha Rav Shimon Leil, and we paskin the halacha is like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, and therefore again, what's the whole point over here? We tried proving from this story that. A, a member of the Sanhedrin is still going to have to get position from the Nasi, or not. That was the Shaila. We thought we had an answer, to which Rabbi Abba is saying, no, we don't have an answer because over here, maybe we're just dealing with a whole separate discussion, which is a person being believed in something that they themselves would have Nagias and have uh, some sort of bias. Okay, period. End of that Shaila and response. Visu kami boilu. And they also asked him another Shaila searching for information. Mahu lotzeis besandal. Shall we turn to Omad Bez? Sha'am biyamakipur. Okay? Are you allowed to wear sandals made out of sham on Yom Kippur? All right, now what's sham? So Rashi says it's menguma. It's some sort of grass. Okay? Some sort of grass. Are you allowed to wear that on Yom Kippur? Okay. Meaning, is it only leather or even other materials that are meant to bring comfort? As Rabbi Shum Levi went out with a sandal made out of sham on Yom Kippur Bamin Allah, and I said, Betaina Sibur Mai. Okay, it seems that you're wearing this on Yom Kippur. What about a Tainus Sibur? Okay, now, why would a Tainus Sibur be any different? So, interestingly, interestingly, the Mepharshim say, and we've come across this a number of times, the only Tainus, the only fast, that is biblical is Yom Kippur. Every other fast is of rabbinic origin. So maybe when something is a dinder abonon, may takari to be more machmer on it. Like we said, because this way it gives a chashivas. People take it seriously. So that's the shayla. On Yom Kippur, you're wearing these shoes made out of grass because it's dairaisa. What about if it would only be a dinder abonon? Would we be more machmer? To strengthen the Darabonan or not? Amar Le, Amar Le, he said back to me, it's okay. Yeah? The same way you're allowed to wear these comfortable shoes made out of grass and kipper, you can wear them any other day. Okay? Now, on any other fast day. Now, Lamaisa, we know this. Right? Nowadays, we have all sorts of, of uh, shoes that people wear in Yom Kippur that are even more comfortable than our standard uh, Shabbos shoes, right? Standard Shabbos shoes could pinch your feet. 
But what happens Yom Kippur and Tisha We come into shul with our Crocs and our natives and our, our Nike sneakers that don't have leather, right? So, um, so Lamaisa, uh, since it's not leather, it's okay. It's per, it's permitted to leather. Yamekipuramai,ilaruwardamonyukipur,omarlilaishna,yeah,no problem.Vyudanafik,bidhitni,revyuhuda,wore shoes made out of hitni,which is a grass,abainafik,bidhutsi,he made shoes made out of palm,
if inside the amputee's shoe it has a place for ksisin, for the shmatas, so then it's tame, it's a, it's a vessel. Mechlal, you could, you could infer. The reisha, that in the first part of the Mishnah, when Stam discussing the regular wooden foot, aren't we dealing with a, a, a shoe that has ksisin, that has the rags? Rather, Rava says, Really, everybody holds that a that a, a amputee's foot, the shoe, the 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 yeah, the wooden shoe of an amputee is called a shoe. It's called a shoe. Ube Shabbos, and when it comes to Shabbos, there's a machlekes. Why? Mar Savar Gazrinan Doma Mishtanit. You make a gzera derabanan of this shoe that you're not allowed to go around in it because it might fall out. But also, lasui arba amis, and you come carry four amis. So Mar Savar lay gazrinan. And your mayor says no such gzera. We're not concerned that the shoe is going to fall off and cause him to carry it. Okay. Here we go. That's the end. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the end of the conversation. As far, particularly as far as different style and materials of shoes, whether they're allowed to be worn on Yom Kippur and possibly a discussion as well about Shabbos. Hence a person, because a person might come to take them off. Okay. Let's get a little bit into being mechanech children, raising children. And what, are, what is the Allah of a children that has reached the age of chinach? Kids do not need to stop eating. They don't need to stop drinking. They don't need to uh, they don't need to stop washing, anointing. But they do need to stop wearing leather shoes. Every kid has to be taught that we don't wear leather shoes on Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, why? Think about it. Kids are eating and drinking. Why do we? Why, why are we changing their shoes? Somebody will say, somebody else did it for him. I'll tell you what. Because the reason why a kid is allowed to be washed and anointed is because people will think it was all done the day before. No one's going to come and be concerned that a, uh, the, the adult did it for him. Okay, An adult is not allowed to even do this onto others. That's the Chiddush over here. Says the Gemara, one second, Sandal Nami, even, a, uh, even sandals. Amar me'esmal abdileh. We'll say that maybe the action of putting the leather on was done prior to Yom Kippur. And then answer the Gemara, no, no one's going to think that because the kid needed to go to sleep. Right? When people go to sleep, they take off their shoes. Sandal la'yafsha de'esmal abdileh. Da'amar shmol ha'iman de'boi l'mitamid de'mitusa. If you want to... Uh, get a little bit of a uh, taste of what death is. The stayim misani veligni. You should uh, put your shoes on and go to sleep. Meaning, it's not a healthy thing to do at all. So therefore, if a kid's going to be walking around with shoes that have leather, people are. It's, it's going to look bad on the parents. Look bad on the parents. I have a mutarim lechatchila katani, but it seems mutarim that kids are allowed. It seems lechatchila. Rather, the Rabbonon made a gzera um, when we say 
to refrain and to afflict oneself from not getting pleasure, um, that was the the labrabi saihu. It wasn't it wasn't extra. It wasn't necessary. Hanof but the Chum did not usher um, washing and anointing because this is necessary for a child to grow. All right, now, what's the difference between anointing oneself, washing oneself, and, and uh, wearing leather shoes? My mother said to me, If you want a kid to grow healthy, you should give him a bath in warm water with oil. And when he gets older, you should give him eggs with kutach. That's a healthy food for that stage of development. And when he gets porta a little a little bigger. So listen to this. Um, in order for a kid to grow appropriately, says Rashi, you have to let him break things. Okay? That Rabba, who was a good parent, he always made sure to have breakable items in his home, things that were not expensive and things they didn't care about. This way, if his children ever felt the need to break through and uh, break something, which kids are often to do, so it wouldn't be any big deal, right? Very, uh, very big, uh, big message and a big lesson in chinuch as well. Making sure that uh, each one of our members of our family and our children are able to chaperine uh, with their midas. Okay, beautiful. Here we go. That's the end of of uh, that Gemara. Now let's uh, do two more pieces, and we'll get down and them to the. Uh, Bottom line of the Amr. Zok the Gemara. Hamelach makal yechdulas pnei am a king and a kaler allowed to wash their face when we keep our mustis and money. Who's the Tana of our Mishnah? Chani ben Chadi, name of Chani ben Chadi, the Tani went to Brisa. Hamelach makal yechdulas pnei am a king and a kaler cannot wash their faces. Chani ben Chadi, name of Mishum Rabbi Eliezer. Hamelach makal yechdulas pnei am name certainly may. Hachoya leisin also sandal and a woman who's given birth within the last thirty days. Is still not allowed to wear shoes. He argues he's lenient in this case, and he says that a woman within thirty days of giving birth is permitted to wear shoes. Now says the Gemara, my timer. What's the reason for these discussions? Again, what are the two discussions we just brought down about a king and a kala washing their faces as opposed to everybody else, and also dealing with. Uh, a woman who gave birth in the last 30 days wearing shoes. Let's get into this. Says Gemara, my timer. What is the reason? Uh, what is the reason to be makal, to be lenient? It says by a king that your eyes will see a king in all of his glory. All of his glory. Kala, my timer. What is the reason why we will allow a kala to wash her face? In order that she remains uh, attractive to her husband because they need a little more time for their feelings to develop, right? They, they just got married, and as much as you think you know somebody before you're married, you don't know them until you, act, until you actually move in together. So we want to do whatever it takes 
whether or not they feel they're physically attracted to each other, to enhance that. Okay. Rab says to Rabbi Chia, Kala ad Kama. How long is a Kala considered a Kala? What's a Kala? How long is she considered newlywed? Omar Lei, Kedetanya, like we learned in a Brisa, Ein Mainin Takshitim in a Kala, Kol Shleishim Yam. You don't withhold anything from a Kala for 30 days. And therefore, it's important that a Kala looks good. Um, as as uh, as best as can be for an entire month following the wedding, and therefore, if a woman gets married within a month before Yom Kippur, she would be permitted to wash her face. Hachaya, and a a uh, a woman who gave birth in the last thirty days, tenol as a sandal mishum tzina. The reason why we allow her to wear shoes uh, uh, following birth mishum tzina is because of cold. Okay, it's because cold. We don't want her to catch a cold. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, in Akrav, if a person wants to wear shoes on Yom Kippur because he's nervous about scorpions, mutter, it is permitted to wear leather shoes. Okay? Meaning, this whole halacha, this whole minute of refraining from wearing leather shoes is important, but if a person's ever in a sakana, in any potential danger, then obviously... I mean, this applies to most halachas, but so we're saying obviously um, a, one should not put themselves into that circumstance and make sure to wear shoes that will protect them. Okay, we'll hold it here. We're up to the very bottom line on Ayin Ches Amud Beis and Be'ezes Hashem. We will pick up from here tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.